All right, welcome back to the Confident Dollar Podcast. Um, today we are talking about how much do you need to have saved to retire? So that's an age-old question that people are asking and trying to figure out how much do I need to retire? Like, okay, I know how much I have right now and I know when I would like to retire, but how much do I need to have saved so I can confidently retire at this age, okay? And it's a, it's a big question. There are definitely some moving parts to this whole, uh, category, but I want to teach you today a few basics of how you can calculate that for yourself. Um, and this is a basic calculation and a couple things that you can look at to give you a rough idea of where you are currently and what you need to be doing to make sure you have the amount you need for retirement and just figuring out what that number may be. So I don't know if you have heard of the FIRE movement, Financial Independence Retire Early. Um, this is something that they really dial down in. This is something that they really like save as much as possible to get to your, what's your FIRE number, basically. When do you have financial independence? When can you be done working? And it's kind of taking that movement of like we've, you know, generations before us especially, it's like, I'm going to retire at 65. Well, these people were like, well, what if I want to retire earlier? How do I know how to figure out how to do that? So, um, that's kind of like a movement that's really like talked about this a lot. And so there's a couple of things actually that they talk about as well too, in their movement that are ways that you can help assess, figure out what your retirement number is. Now, um, there's also uh, another book that I've read, um, by Chris Hogan. And he is a very big advocate that retirement is not an age. Retirement is a number. So it does not matter if you get to a specific age. What matters is if you get to the specific savings, right? Like you can get to 65 and it doesn't necessarily mean you can retire because you might not have enough money. So retirement's not an age. Retirement is a number. So how do you figure out what that number is? So Today, I'm going to teach you about two things that are going to help you get a basic understanding of how to figure out your retirement number. We're going to talk about the rule of 72, and we're going to talk about the 4% rule, okay? So those are two things that you can use with your investments today to figure out your retirement number. So for myself and my husband, um, we could not, and we, we don't need to invest another cent into retirement savings in order to be able to retire at our goal retirement. And... While I've used these things to, um, the two things we're going to talk about today to give us a basic rule of retirement number for us, I've also done other things to kind of drill down on that further, but it's great for you to get to a place where you know that and you know, like, okay, great. I've hit what I need to do. Now my husband and I have different goals that we change of, okay, no, actually we would like to spend more money. That's going to change that. Right. Or if we'd like to retire earlier, that's going to change that, right? Okay, so let me explain to you how these work. So number one, rule of 72. The rule of 72 is if you take 72 and you divide that by the rate of return that you are receiving on your investment accounts, okay? So let's say you are have an annual return of 7%. We're going to just make this as easy math as possible. Um, you have an annual return of 7% on your investment accounts, okay? 72 divided by 7 is roughly 10, okay? We're just going to go with 10. We're going to kind of even it up. So what that means is every 10 years, your money will double. So whatever your rate of return is, 72 divided by your rate of return will tell you how often your money is going to double. Okay. So if you're averaging, um, 
10, uh, 7% return and you have $100,000 in your account right now, 2023. In 2033, your money should have doubled. So you should have 200,000. In 2043, your money should have doubled again. So you'd have 400,000, okay? In 2053, see if I'm keeping track of my years right here, your money would have doubled again, you would have 800,000, okay? So that is the rule of 72. So if you know how your investments are performing, you would look to get that number. Let's say you're doing better than that. Let's say you're averaging 10% return. Then your money's going to double every 7.2 years instead of every 10 years. So this depends a lot on how you're invested, obviously, and what return you're getting. So that's the first step is like, okay, what return have I been getting? And if I don't change anything to my investments, okay, let's not talk about changing anything yet. If I don't change anything to my investments and I know I've been averaging, now this is not every year you're not gonna get this return. That is not what this means because you have no guaranteed return every year and it does not, it's not as easy as that. But if you average this return, so if you look historically at what you're invested in, the funds you're invested in, and if they average a specific return, doesn't mean you're gonna get that return this year, but then you might get double that the next year, and so it averages out, okay, right? So if you average that return. So look what your investment accounts and your funds that you're invested in, what have they been averaging? Okay, they've been averaging 7% over the last 10 years. Great, so you can probably plan on about that, you know, moving forward. So if you are able to get 7% on average every year, your money's gonna double over that period of time, okay? So now you're looking at, okay, how old am I right now? And how long until I have, do I have until retirement? So how many times do you get, does your money get to double? So this is where compound interest is magic. And this is why people like me will tell you a thousand times over and over and over again, that it matters how early you start investing. The more time on your side, you give your money more time to double at the end when it's compounded to bigger numbers. So those last few doubles where you've gotten to, okay, like I said, we got to 800,000 in 2053. Okay. So 2063 was 1.6, right? And if it doubles again after that, you're finally getting to those big numbers. So the more time you have for it to double with those big numbers, the more money you'll have. So the time invested is so much more important than timing. And it's just the big um, tool that you have on your side. So that's why that's, that's this rule of 72 might help you kind of really understand why we are always saying it's time. It's time. It's not timing. It's time. You need as much time as possible. Okay. So that's the first thing. So you figured out 7% every 10 years and you have 30 years till you'll retire. Now, if you don't invest any more money, how much would you have? Okay. Now the equation obviously gets more complicated when you're trying to invest money as well. But the next thing is to figure out once you know that step, that, that amount is, um, how, you know, what I'll get to just without investing is figuring out, okay, if you also are putting in, if you're maxing out your 401k every year, or if you're maxing out your Roth IRA, if you're maxing these things out and putting in $10,000, $20,000, how does that add to that? And what does that help you? You know, what number does that help you get to? Okay. But that still doesn't tell you what number you should have. Cause it's like, okay, cool. I got to $2 million when I'm 65, cause that's when I want to retire. But how much does that give me? right? So that's where this next rule comes through or the kind of uh, conservative, I would say conservative, um, normal percent that 
planners in the past have used pretty often when it comes to how much money you should, you can draw from your accounts in retirement and last. Okay. So that's where this, that's the 4% rule. So the 4% rule is thought of to be, okay, you have a million dollars in retirement. And if you drew out 4% annually is what you can conservatively draw from your account without planning on your account shrinking. So the principal, which is just your account balance should stay the same and you should be able to take 4% out every year and your account would stay the same. So theoretically your account would stay at a million dollars cause you'd be invested probably a little more conservatively in retirement. Your account could stay at a million dollars and you could drop $40,000 a year, which would be 4% and your account would stay at a million dollars and give you 4% annual income of $40,000 a year. Okay. Now this is obviously, like I said, a basic projection and there are a lot of, um, things that can change these, but this is to give you a basic starting number of what do you think you need to save for retirement? So if you think $40,000 a year is what you need, um, for retirement, then you need to have a million dollars saved. If you need 80, if you think $80,000 a year is what you need to save for retirement, then you would need $2 million saved. Okay. So that kind of helps you plan for that. Again, basic, because this isn't addressing a couple big elephants in the room, but like I said, this gives you a really good starting point. So, um, another thing, so I, I mentioned the fire community earlier, they actually kind of like do this math the same, but backwards different, whatever they take, what they sell you, your, um, what you need to have saved again, it's just doing the math backwards, but what you need to have saved for retirement is your annual expenses right now times 25. So basically just, it's just doing the math, like I said, backwards. So instead of going 4% of what you have at the end, it's what are you spending now? You're spending a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Times that by 25. That's what you need to have saved in retirement for retirement to have the same lifestyle. Um, that should give you a starting place number. Again, this doesn't address some kind of larger elephants in the room, one of them being inflation. So if I'm thinking, and this is kind of what everybody starts, well, how do I know? Like, yeah, I'm living up, sure, I'm living up $100,000 right now, times up by 25. I need to have that much saved in retirement, but I don't plan on retiring. Like I am actually 36 years old. That's how old I am, okay? So if I don't plan on retiring for 30 more years, I'm like, okay, but, is a hundred thousand dollars a year going to be anything in 30 years with inflation? So where does inflation fit in? Okay. So that's obviously something that's not really addressed as, um, intensely into this scenario. And so that might be something that would need to be thought of to like, uh, what if scenario, okay, what if inflation is not 2% annually? And what if it's a lot higher, which it has been recently, that one might be something as you drill into this further, you would need, you know, kind of would be something you would want to look at. Um, again, the other thing I said is that a lot of this is based on how you are invested and staying invested properly. Um, so that's the other big caveat to this is this is great and all if how you're saying your returns are, are accurate and if you're invested properly for the long run. So if those are not accurate, then this would obviously change these projections. Um, and so you really need to make sure you're invested properly to, for, for those long, same long-term goals. Um, and then another thing that's important to look at for like drill down financial planning would be what about tax diversification now and in retirement, are you diversifying your tax strategy? So you're not pulling all, you don't have all taxable income when you get to retirement, you have some non-taxable income as well. 
Um, and then what about like just actual cash flow and retirement? What does it look like? And what are a couple of what if scenarios? Like I said, if inflation was higher or if the market didn't perform as well as you thought or, um, this and that or the other. So like I said, the rule of 72 and the 4% rule will give you that base starting point. And then when you dig into it, there are some other things that you can really dig into to make sure that those are lined up as well too. But those two things can kind of help you get your initial retirement number of what you at least know you need to be shooting towards. So it's going to give you in the ballpark of where you need to be for the most part. Um, again, like I said, if you are invested correctly. So hopefully that helped you learn something today. You learned something about how to calculate that rule of 72 and that 4% rule um, and figure out what your retirement number should should be at least in the ballpark of to get you going towards those long-term goals. So this, I know for sure, even if you're not exact on it, like I said, there are a few things that can change and shake this up. Um, but you know, you're heading in, in the right ballpark and in the right direction. And so you'll be more likely at least to get to your retirement goals. Even if you get there and inflation is higher than you thought, you got to work a couple more extra years. You did a pretty good job rather than having no idea, throwing dots, darts at nothing, not even knowing what you're doing and, and getting not even close. So this will get you close to what you need to get to. And then there's some other details you could look at to really further dial it in. So hopefully that was helpful and helps you figure out what your retirement number is. It's a key component, obviously, in saving for retirement. And thank you for tuning into the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And, um, podcast episodes are released every Tuesday and Thursday to just kind of keep you informed, give you bite-sized pieces of information to help you with your finances and live confidently with your finances. So have a great day, tax or legal professional. Economic forecasts set forth may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee that strategies promoted will be successful. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into, into directly. There is no assurance that the techniques and strategies discussed are suitable for all investors or will yield positive outcomes. The purchase of certain securities may be required to affect some of the strategies. Investing involves risk, include, including loss of principal.